Today's episode of Quality Control is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and an incredible 24-7 customer support. Try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter the offer code QUALITY at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. My guest today on Quality Control is Megan Farouk-Banesh here to talk about her story. My name is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Megan, welcome. Hello, Justin. How are you? I'm 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 good. Uh, I'm I'm joined by uh, Deputy Managing Editor Megan Froekmanesh. Is that your correct title? That is it. Yep. Okay, um, uh, Megan. I want to tell you, but mainly the listeners, that this is a kind of a weird quality control for us because it's a uh, a spoiler episode, spoilery episode because there's not a lot you could talk about with this game. Um, without spoiling it honestly so we're just gonna try this and see what works so do not listen to this episode unless you have played as much her story as you're gonna play okay good that out of the way how hard was it for you megan to to write the review of her story and not sort of spoil uh some of the the twists and turns you know, in terms of reviews I've written where the game really focuses on story, this has been the easiest one because I was so in love with the way the game played that I just kind of like ranted on and on about like, oh my god, it is this and it's brilliant and this happens and it's so cool. Because the story is definitely the appeal of the game, but it's not necessarily my favorite thing about it. Uh, the one thing, <laughs> the interesting thing that I've heard, um, I heard someone remark, uh, uh, is that you could watch... There is not one clip in this game that you could watch that would actually spoil what's happening in the story, right? Like, there's not one like one key thing that uh, uh, you could watch that would explain it all to you. Um, do you remember, though, when you had that initial moment where I, I think the closest thing you get to a spoiler with, with her story is that there are, that is not one woman, but it is either two people or one woman with multiple personalities. Do you remember how you sort of stumbled onto that, that hook or that, that idea? That was, oh man, that was a tricky thing because I I did struggle with it so much. So I think my starting point, I got the clip where she talks about um, seeing her, she puts it as, oh, I saw my reflection and she's talking about seeing what I think she's talking about is another girl. It also might just be a literal reflection like it's it's hard to tell so that's when I was like okay there's something weird going on um other things that I kind of looked for that made me start to think that maybe this could be another person was uh I got the tattoo thing pretty early on and so that made me wonder like oh I can't ever see your arm in a lot of these other clips like does she actually have a tattoo is this actually a different person um how did you how did you sort of approach it um I uh, did you did you take notes did you try to keep it all in your in your noggin so I did it first, right? I would just be like, oh, okay, I'm going to look for this next. And I, I couldn't do it because I couldn't keep track of everything that I wanted to search for or everything I was kind of thinking. So actually, I busted out one of my little reporter notebooks and started just like taking 
notes as though I were actually sitting in that interview and the, you know, the things I thought were going on. Um, uh, you know, it, it's funny. My, my, I played, I, I described this on Twitter, I think as a, as a really good co-op game, even though it's not intrinsically a co-op game. It's one of the few games I've found where you can play with another person and it actually heightens the experience, which I, I don't think you can say about a lot of games. That's interesting because I actually played alone. So I think you said you played with your wife. I mean, what mm-hmm. was that like? How did you guys kind of bounce off? Well, I want to look for this or I think this is happening. Uh, there was a lot of like, like she's much smarter than I am and she has a, a really, really killer memory. So we ended up like we took notes that were mainly for my benefit to help me sort of visualize what was happening. Um, I think the most interesting thing about playing with with her is that we watched all the same clips uh but we ended up with two opposing theories about what actually happened in the game and i've heard compelling arguments from from both sides but i want to hear from you in your opinion it, are are hannah and eve two different people or are they two sides of one woman's personality so my original thought was that there were two different people. And actually, I was talking to our editor-in-chief, Chris Grant, today, and he kind of flipped me on my head. It was like a really simple thing where I was like, you know what, the tattoos and the pregnancy are what make me think it's two different people. And he was like, well, yeah, you know, it talks about this third person, because I guess he said he originally thought it was three people, Sarah being the third. And he was like, well, yeah, you know, Hannah or Eve, I can't remember which one, talks about losing Sarah, losing the pregnancy. And then he was like, well, maybe that was just in her head. And it was such a simple, stupid thing where it's like, yeah, of course it could be in her head. But that just flipped me on my head. And now I don't know what I think anymore. So our my our basic disagreement was this. My argument was that there there's too much in the in the game that leads you to thinking it's two different people. Like, for instance, the tattoo it it really says i mean that's a physical indication of two different people um and the things like the uh she had a um a bruise there's there's one scene where Hannah has a bruise and it disappears in the next scene because it's eve or i may have that reversed but the, and they ask her about the bruise and she actually indicates the opposite side of her face which to me would like very much sort of indicate uh th- that it's two different people who don't have a consistent memory my wife's argument was that they're uh, one person with two personalities because the story of Hannah and Eve being separated and Eve being kept secret and then hiding in the attic just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't add up. It is, right? Like, it is so strange that unless it's really just going for this, like, crazy Atlanta story, it is really hard to justify, right? And I mean, there's also the weird thing with their parents where it talks about, oh, they, like, ate these mushrooms. Um, And I don't know, to me it implied that maybe Eve killed them, but it's like, maybe it was just this girl who is really messed up. It's funny because it's kind of the ultimate unreliable narrator, right? Because given the, given the scenario, one of two things is true. Either a, it is one person who has two personalities or B it is two different people. If the, but if the person with multiple personalities, believed that it was two people and was willing to do sort of whatever it takes to sell that, then there's really no way to concretely say, right? Because all we have to go on 
is what we see in in the footage. Yeah. And I mean, there is a definitive answer, right? So I recently interviewed Sam Berlow, and this story will be up on your favorite website, polygon.com, very soon. I've been there. (laughs) I've heard of that before. Um, Yeah, so he was saying that, yeah, there is a definitive ending because he obviously had to write the story. He wrote the entire thing with the detective questions included. Like, all of that is actually written out in his notes. And he had to write it with a definitive story in mind because he had to know what was going on if he was going to present it to the players. But he wouldn't tell me what the ending is. I tried to get him to tell me, like, I won't tell anybody, just tell me what you think. And he wouldn't do it. Like, he doesn't want to ruin the surprise for anybody. Even now, after so many people have played it. One of the things I thought was weird, and I wanted to hear what your experience was like for this, is um, most narrative games... This is obviously a nonlinear story because you can sort of experience it in any order you want. Um, but but most games and, and honestly stories and movies and novels or whatever have a, a sort of gradual build to a climax at the end and then an, an, an anti-comics and the denouement after, after that like falling action. And for me, the experience of um, her story was really weird because the climax for me, quote unquote, the climax was like it was sort of peaks and valleys. Like there would be rushes where we figure, it felt like we were figuring out a bunch of new stuff and then it would come to a, 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 you know, sort of a lull. And then at the end, it was just more of almost like a grind. Like it doesn't build to a satisfying end at all. Like for, for, for us at least, because we were just trying to scrape out, you know, the last few uh, clips. Can you talk about like what your experience was like with that? Like if it, if you felt it, there was a, a, you know, if it felt satisfying to you? Yeah, so my experience, um, so I was having trouble finding a lot of the final clips, um, especially there's a a portion of the lie detector test that honestly, I don't know how you get that on your own um, through a first run through. So basically, um, you know, when you finish the game, you get the the chat option where they're like, hey, do you want to leave? And after that, they give you a command that helps you open up everything and it makes it much easier to actually get those clips. Um, So for me, going through it that first time before I knew I could go back, I wasn't totally satisfied either. I'm like, no, there's so much that I haven't found out yet. Like, I don't feel good finishing this. And then I was able to go back and kind of finally find those videos. But even those clips weren't very satisfying to me. So for me, the satisfaction was not, it was not when the credits roll, right? Normally when I beat a game, the credits roll and I just like feel it. I'm like, oh, I did it. Like, it's over. Whatever. This has been more of like a long kind of thing. Like, it's kind of like a long con in the sense that I had to really sit and think about it, and I've really had time to, like, mull over it, and I still don't know what happened. So it's like, I don't actually know if I'm satisfied with the ending because I don't think I've figured it out. I'm not confident enough in my own investigations. I'm not confident enough in my own theories to have really figured it out. I mean, I've been looking for fan theories on the internet like a crazy person because I'm still not satisfied. Yeah, I've yet to see anybody, like, concretely be able to, like, prove, because I don't think you can. Um, The... uh, uh, out of curiosity, did you play with the glare filter on, or did you turn it off? Oh, I turned that off so fast. I hated it. So, okay, I turned it off, but did you know that you actually miss some stuff? Really? You do that? Because there's there's a reflection that appears in the screen that looks like the actress. We find out later, of course, at the end of the game that it turns out to be, it's it's been Sarah, her daughter, searching. But you, you see that flash, like, during some of the moments where the, the music kind of changes a little bit like when you find a big clip yeah um the other thing i found out is that you can find those lie detector tests because if you search in quotes it's not really clear in the instructions but if you search in quotes you'll search for only that text in a transcript like only that word so if you put yes or no in quotes you get those last few little like 
lie detector tests that really don't, I mean, they mean nothing. They say nothing. I know. Man, those are the only ones. There's a whole row of them. And I knew, I was like, those, all those clips I'm missing are from the lie detector test. And I was so sure, so sure that all the answers I wanted were in those clips. And so, like, I seriously went insane, like, trying to find them. And when I finally did, I, like, watched all of them. And I did, it just wasn't very satisfying, right? It was like a yes, no. Yeah. And I was like, really? That's it? And it drove me, like, bananas. I tell you what killed me is that there is a uh, in two clips. There's only reference to it in two clips. Um, you hear about a uh, a special knock code that the the Eve and Hannah had where they would communicate to each other, and you she re- Eve references it in one clip and then like demonstrates it without really explaining how it works, and Hannah like does it almost self consciously in another clip when she's frustrated because she mentioned Eve right, um, and we Sydney and I like looked up how not codes worked and actually like decoded the two uh codes but that but one is like is almost by hannah but it turns into like by byd and then hannah with a weird random q in there and i know the actress did it wrong and it was like infuriating to me i felt like so cheated <laughs> actually yeah so i asked uh sam about that when i spoke to him I asked if that was an intentional thing or uh, if the actress actually messed up, and his his answer was no comment. So take from that what you maybe wrote. over time, you know, it'd probably been a while since she'd done it. Maybe she didn't have it top of mind. That's possible. You could explain it away in fiction. Anyway, um, I uh, we have a few questions from uh, uh, listeners, and I wanted to run them by you real quick. Uh, first is from Andy, who said, "As I got later and later into the game, I found myself having to rely on." using basic search words that were not related to the story. Did you find all of the video clips to be easily accessible from within the gameplay narrative? So, like, did you start searching just, like, random things you thought might be part of it? Absolutely. Uh, I tried to game the system pretty hard. I did not... It, it kind of worked sometimes, so I would just think about typical words used in speech, like the or a, and I just started searching for those. And so, weirdly enough, that is actually how I found a couple clips. Um... There is an exploit that I don't know if I want to share because it will help you find all of them, and it's, like, such a cheap way to do it. But, you know, I... Go ahead. It's a spoiler show. It is. Okay. So, uh, it turns out, you know, all the clips, whenever you first find them, they have the word blank written, uh, and then you go back and you can change that. So, if you just search for blank and you do it, you know, five at a time, and you, like, delete that, you take out that word, you will eventually find them all like that. Oh, that's good. That is cheap. It is cheap. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, so, and I didn't know that. I asked Sam if anybody had found a way to cheat because I tried. And he was like, oh, there's this exploit that is really just an exploit. Like, you know, if you do this, like, you'll find it, but you're not really going to enjoy the game. That's a good point. Yeah, that's that would be, like, the, the wrong way. The, yeah. the wrongest way you could play. Uh, Jeff said, I was curious if there are any red herrings or side plots that you got hung up on that turned to be less consequential in the main plot. For me, I was obsessed with trying to figure out what actually happened in Glasgow, or at least why she would have gone there. As it turns out, the destination itself was less important than the idea that she was creating an alibi for herself slash her sister. But I got really hung up on finding connection to the city from her past that wasn't there. Did you get hung up on anything like that? Oh, man. Um, not a, I guess not a ton stuck out to me like that. The wig thing, I still don't quite get. I still think that's kind of a weird plot point that I know. I searched for wig so many different times, so many permutations of wig. Yeah. Wig and this, wig and blonde, wig and yeah. I yeah, I think um I got kinda hung up on trying to figure out the methodology of the crime like you would in like 
a Law and Order game or something. Like if you if you were were playing like a Law and Order game that required you to reconstruct a crime scene. I got hung up on trying to find clips like that. Like I thought that was really important. Like trying to figure out a timeline and clues as to like who murdered her husband. You know what I mean? Well, that's interesting because that would imply then that you know the woman being interviewed was actually one telling the truth and would actually want to talk about that because like if you had the detective clips that makes total sense but the fact that you have a person who's potentially lying about what happened makes that tricky i want to play his story that's just the detective randomly asking questions and it's even less helpful <laughs> than than hearing hers Perfect. uh james said did your theories change as you played the game yes yes my theories just every time i talk to somebody new I think I've got a handle on it. And then they, you know, were like, oh, well, I think this because of this. And I'm like, you know what? You might be right. So it's constantly changing. I still don't feel confident. Uh, Andrew said, initially, I was transfixed by this game. I was taking detailed notes and tagging all the videos. But by the quote unquote end, I realized this effort was basically pointless. Do you think this is a one trick pony or could it become a whole new genre? Um... I think that's tricky, right? I think that this game is really interesting because it is so different. And I, for example, like was a huge fan of like the serial podcast. So to me, this has always felt like kind of a game version of that. I think Absolutely. that yeah. if you just have this, if this became its own genre, if you just have this over and over, um, unless the story itself is really compelling every time, I think that her story would become less special because it's not different anymore. It's kind of just this whole new thing and you're doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, I, w- I would argue almost, Andrew, and I'm, you know, every every experience is valid and whatever your experience was is completely valid, but I, I would say the pitfall there is is thinking of, like, trying to um, graft game mechanics that you have grown up learning onto something which is just sort of its own thing. Like, the fact that you can't get concrete answers and the fact that like some facts are useless and the fact that and and that that i think sort of feeds into the central point of the game or the central sort of thesis of the game which i think is very much about you know unreliable narrators and 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 the the fallibility of just one person's you know point of view for any one thing well it's interesting because you bring up the point that there are a lot of useless facts like that is absolutely true and it's funny because in games especially now that i speak with developers so often um i kind of can see how games are made sometimes where i start to understand like if i am playing a a cover-based shooter for example and i walk into an area with a lot of you know like waist high things and a lot of ammo i'm like okay i know it's gonna happen like i know how to look for things i know that game developers don't put things in games unless there's some reason for it they want you to use it in some way this game it's not like that at all like there really are just things that you don't need or facts that just kind of exist for the sake of existing well and it's and it's funny that we we even put it in that context like i was the one who said useless facts i'm like you wouldn't apply that standard to a a a movie or a book right like this wasn't this this character this bit of character development wasn't essential to the plot, you know. But like that's so rare in games. I think that it almost feels like an anomaly. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, Megan, thank you so much for making time to talk with us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. And thanks to you at home for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Quality Control. I hope that that was not your first experience with her story. 
uh, because you are going to enjoy it much less, I think now. But hey, uh, I I can't tell you how to live your life. So thanks for listening. And uh, thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring the show. And uh, until the next time, uh, we have a game to talk about for Megan Froke Manish. I am Justin McElroy. And thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.